Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it. Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tyler T. With the one, the only Tyler T. So today, man, I got another special guest in here with me. Uh, he's been on the show before, but we back at it again. So I'm going to let him introduce himself one more time and then we're going to get on with the show. What's going on, everybody? It's uh, Joe Bagby here with Joe Bagby Show, man. Uh, y'all check in, man. I appreciate you, Tyler, for having me back on. We got some more good stuff for y'all coming. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump right into it, dog. Uh, so this topic today is uh, why should black families stick together, man? So uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the importance of black families, like, staying unified, bro, staying united. Yeah, um... My 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 whole thing is this, you know, me and, and Tyler, both of us have our own experiences with a whole lot of uh, similarities. I would say that, especially for young black men, um, the broken home um, with the parents split and things of that nature, I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, it made me better. It made me stronger, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I believe that the whole experience, it, it, it gave me a piece to say, okay, well, when I get older... Here's some things that I could do differently as far as my family towards the future. But I believe that it's very important for for black families to go for for many reasons. Um, the first reason I would say, you know, for, for I believe that every boy needs a father, regardless. Oh yeah. Um, that that's the most important thing. And and uh, me and Tyler probably know, you know, uh, a boy gonna learn something from from somewhere. If it don't come from the father, it gonna come from the mother. If it don't come from the mother, it gonna come from somebody else. It can mm-hmm. be off the streets, it can be from school, mm-hmm. it can be from a gang, it can be whatever. So if a boy doesn't have his father, which is a very important role for his life, you know, uh, that that's that's a missing piece there. So that's what I, that's one thing that I would go ahead and say uh, is is one big issue. Um, the second thing is is the 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 black family in the home has been broken for for many years um centuries bro for so and and it all goes back to the system and things of that nature um i recall i, I me and Tyler talked about this topic before we even came on here and i threw many things at him um and it goes back to you know the systems and things that i always talk about that i'll get more in depth as, as the show goes on but there's been a separation, and I honestly believe this. I believe this, and this is... I read this from one of the books that I have been reading. Um, if you want to break down or, 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 or take a part of a race, what you have to do is take away the man. Mm-hmm. And if you take away the man, then the woman is left by herself, left alone, and the world will come and take and fill in wherever, wherever it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And in America... Um, systematically, that that has happened, and that's that's just that's well, been yeah, a part yeah, of it yeah, for yeah. for many years, even back to slavery, and um, so so you know that's that's a lot of big issues that come along with this whole topic, man. You know, um, yeah, and to piggyback, just to piggyback off what uh, you were saying, uh, as black men, we seem to experience this more than others. Not to say that uh, you know, the Latino culture doesn't have you know broken homes white Caucasian people don't have broken homes, but it's just something about 
black people in broken homes that just sticks out and it's because it's almost become normalized it's almost a norm it's, it's yeah, almost a norm dog, it's almost be become normalized yeah and uh i feel like with our generation we have to be the ones to change that um by knowing who we're gonna you know be with and have sex with and if we choose to have sex with this person like and a baby is in the equation like you have to know like okay if i don't want to be with you long term i need to still be in my child's life and that's what i feel like everybody needs to understand um because your child like it takes two to tango and you didn't make that child your your wife your or the girl that you laid down with didn't make that child by herself and you didn't make that child by yourself y'all came together and y'all made something else. So you have to, even though if you don't want to be with, like I said, if you don't want to be with this lady, you don't want to be with this man, you still need to take on that role as a father because, like you said, the man is very important. And as you hear, like, in a lot of songs, a lot of rappers, a lot of athletes, they always are talking about, I don't know my dad. i never seen my dad. Or my dad left when I was two. Or, you know, my dad died. Or this, that. And it's like, they take the man away and... It's almost like they're taking away, you know, everything that you need, like the bat, your your foundation, For pretty one. much. And it's just like that's something that's need that needs to change because it's very important for you know black families to be unified. I know, I know. When my father had went to jail for a little bit, and I stayed with my mother, and she raised me. My grandfather filled in for me. Mm. So I was with my grandfather every weekend going and doing a whole lot of things. And that was my that was my male figure. That was my rope. My mother didn't want me to be with her all the time. Mm-mm. My mother didn't take me when she went and got her nails done, when she went to got her hair done, when she was going out with her friends and things of that nature. She dropped me off, and I was rolling with my grandfather. So we went to basketball games. I remember we used to always go to TCU games. We would always go to the rodeos. We would always go to GameStop and do these things. And those were things that normally a father would do with the boy. Yeah, so, creating that bond. So the thing is, although I didn't have my father all the time when I was young, I still had somebody there that was consistently, consistently there as a male figure to keep me going along. And I think that that's honestly one thing that helped me continue the course because I mean even um with my grandfather I had my grandmother as well so although Monday through Friday I was with my mother on the weekends I still was in a home that was structured as a mother and father I was always with my grandmother and yeah. my grandfather my grandmama made me do my homework with her um over the weekend she gave me you know mathematical problems and equations and then after I was done with that then I could go play then I could go do things with my grandfather and things of that nature I think all this stuff is very important. And like Tyler said, it's our generation that starts. Because once we start rebuilding the things that have been broken down, mm-hmm. I just don't see us I just don't see us going backwards. I, I honestly see a progression going. Yeah. I've always said that the president that we got, you know, the, the, the heroes that we're losing, such as Nip, um, and the things that we're seeing with social media as well, that's going to help us cultivate if we make that decision, if we make that choice. I've always talked about black culture. I said black culture can hinder us if we let it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now I would say this. My mother always said there's real men and there are boys. 
What kind of mindset do you have? What kind of mind frame do you have? I believe that every man or every father can be a great father if he makes that choice. Mm -hmm. I believe that there are a lot of baby daddies that could do better if they make that choice. I know I got a whole lot of homegirls that are single mothers right now. Some of them don't associate with their baby daddies. Some of them do. You know, and I never want to put myself in that situation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for some of them boys, their father needs to be there and it's very important. You know what I'm saying? So... And just to even go deeper in on that, like, I come from a family where my parents were divorced. My parents were, my parents got divorced at a very young age. Uh, I think I was maybe seven or eight. And um, it was traumatic for me, I want to say, because at, at this age, you really don't know what's going on. And you're trying to process it all. And then you're still trying to grow up and live your life. And you don't really know how to deal with it. So you don't really know what to say, what to think, how to feel. And it's just like, man, cause I'm, I'm so young, but like I'm a kid. Yeah. And I just used, I remember like, I remember vividly like going through that whole stage and it was just like my whole life changed. I went from staying with my grandparents in this house with my mom and dad to, you know, move into an apartment, just me and my mom. And I would go, see my grandparents. I would want to go live with, I would want to go stay with them because that's, that's where I felt most comfortable at. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's just like, see my, seeing my dad. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like I ended up moving farther away from my grandparents and my dad. And I'm just in this whole other neighborhood. Like I moved back to Oak Cliff. I'm in this whole other neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not really used to it. Cause this is where I, this is where home was back yep. with everybody. And so I'm just like, damn, now I gotta now I have to adapt and adjust to this and like I didn't really want to. And it was times where shit, I just used to sit in my room and cry, bro. And I didn't tell nobody that shit. I just used to sit and cry and my head was fucked up. I'm like, damn, like what's going on? I wish like y'all could work this shit out. Y'all could be together yeah, because yeah, like yeah. that's what I want, because that's that's what I feel like is best for me. And I know I know that if they could have, they would. And um uh, it wasn't because of me that they decided to separate and decided to get a divorce, but it had a great impact on my life. And I could have let that shit spiral downhill. I could have, I could have blamed everything that happened on that. Well, yeah, my parents divorced. So this is why I'm going to be a badass kid. Yeah, right. This is why I'm not going to participate in school. This is why, you know, I'm going to get caught up in some unnecessary ass shit, but I didn't let that shit stop me from doing what I needed to do. And like when I talk to my grandparents about it, they like they're like, you know, I commend you for that because a lot of people can't do that, especially like dealing with that at such a young age. And now I feel like, like you said, it did make me it did make me stronger. Not to say that my dad, you know, wasn't in my life because he was yeah, like he right, still is yeah, to this right, day. Right, like right. my dad, you know, he that's that's my dad is my guy. Like I'll call my dad up right now and we could talk about whatever. And that's how it's always going to be. And I was just telling him, um. I was telling him the other day about how, you know, I feel like our relationship has improved because I've gotten older, I've gotten wiser, and now he really he's really somebody that I can just that I can just lean on cuz I'm so comfortable with telling him things and going to him for things. And when I was younger, it was it really wasn't like that. And I don't know why I was like so timid or so so hesitant to talk to him about shit and but I usually used to just talk to my, my Mimi, which is my grandma. I used to talk to her and tell her everything. But now I feel like I could 
talk to both of my parents, but I just hate that sometimes how that shit gets so like divided, bro, and it's so separated. Like, oh, well, you know, my dad doing his thing. He has another. He has another lady in his life, and so it was a point in time where my dad moved to Oklahoma, and my grandparents moved to Mississippi. So I was just in the cliff with my moms and my stepdad, and you know how it is with a stepdad, bro. You like, shit, this nigga ain't my daddy. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. I'm going to respect you. Yeah, yeah. But I can't fool with you because you're not my pops. Yeah, and it's just you know? like, I, and it wasn't, at first, I ain't going to lie, at first I didn't like him, bro. I didn't like him at all. But, I mean, now that I'm older and, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, you make my mom happy. My mom, exactly. And, exactly. you know what I'm saying? You respect her. And you make and, it easy for, for yeah, her. And yeah, and you respect me. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't, I ain't going to, it ain't too much that I could really do. Like, if she happy. And y'all happy, then it's cool. Yeah. But when you young, you're not really thinking like that. You're like, man, this nigga ain't my daddy, nigga. My daddy, you know, he better not touch me. You that's know what I'm funny, saying? Bro. Yeah. Like, that's funny because we, we, it's not like we had the same thing, like the same experiences. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it I don't know. I, but I just think that I feel that every kid that got divorced parents when he young, they he just won't. He or she just want their parents to get back together. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all it is. It's just like, and when it don't happen, it's why. And I remember, dog, you know, when, you know, when my dad, I would go out with him on the weekends and things like that. And eventually when I got older, my house, when I went to school, when I went to prime prep, when I stayed back in Oak Cliff, I stayed with my pops. And, um, you know, we was just staying around and I kind of could see the differences with how I stayed with my mama and and I stayed with my dad. And as I got older, I realized like, you know, now my pops, I feel like everything he's taught me, like business-wise, you know, my dad owns businesses and things like that, and he's shown me a whole lot of things that would be better for my future. Mm-hmm. I think everything worked out, you know what I'm saying? But if I would have had him growing up as a younger kid... Yeah, that, bro, you like, know you don't like, know what type of man you would have been, not to say... Because the thing about it is, when I grew up with my moms, I stayed in a, I stayed in Arlington, in, in a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. and all my white friends had their mom and daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so when I go over there... It's a you know it's me and my mom and they got brothers and sisters mom and daddy nice house everything cool everything I'm like that black kid in a one little cartoon show hanging around with everybody I got yeah. that experience yeah. and it was cool for me because I always tell people I got the best of both worlds I got to grow up you know my mother she took care of business that was a good thing she was an educated woman she a college professor so she made good money to take care of me so I grew up in a decent neighborhood and then I went off and I, I went to school in Oak Cliff I got to see the best of both worlds and, yeah. and how people live and I can see that you know it's a lot of things that black kids miss out on because their families in the situation don't get together and a big thing is this I always go back to these things economics man finances finances are, are a big issue in between families, that's that's something that breaks up, and and the divorce rates are continuously going up. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I feel like once black people, once our generation can get themselves together economically, get a better understanding, let us go to school, get our things together, I feel like we'll be better off as a people, and we'll be able to raise our kids, and, and we'll be able to grow and prosper. And outside of outside of cheating, and you know, stepping out on your significant other, uh, adultery. Um, like you said, economically, money is what breaks up marriages. Yes, that's a, that's a, that's a factor. And that's yeah. a fact. That's just a fact. Money is, is a big, you know, I studied sociology. That was my minor during my undergrad. And um, we would go through surveys and we would do a lot of analysis and things like that. And a big 
problem would, would be finances. And then you got to think about this, bro, too. You know, my father was, you know, my father was, he wasn't no criminal. But, you know, my father was, you know, my father grew up in Highland Hills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So my daddy went to SOC, and he got with this light-skinned girl that grew up in, in on, you know, Forest Hill, ODY, you know, grew up on the good side of town from Fort Worth. They went to PV. They met each other. You got a hood nigga and a little, you know, suburb girl together. They live two different lives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then they come together and they have me. But my dad, 24, 25, not too far from my age. He's still trying to live that life. And my mother, she already settled, got her master's degree. She got to raise a boy. That's two different ways, man. Yeah. That's two different lanes. You know what I'm saying? And I always say my mother lived kind of the life of, you know, a traditional white woman back in the 90s and the time because she had her stuff together. My daddy was out doing other stuff. You feel me? So, and you know. That, I feel like that's the that's the same like with my father. My dad from Chicago. And yeah. so uh, my mom is from the cliff. My mom went to Kimball. Uh, my dad grew up in Chicago. They moved to Texas when he was a little boy. And our, he went to W.T. White. Mm-hmm. Um, so he saw all the street life. He saw he saw the gangster disciples. He saw the gangs, you know what I'm saying? He right. saw the crazy things that go on in Chicago. And so uh, I don't really know. I, I haven't even asked, like, my parents how they met. But I know my mom was 22 when she got pregnant with me. So she was my age. And she was at UTA. Mm-hmm. So she dropped out of school. And shit, cause she had, so she got pregnant with me, so she was like, I gotta raise, I gotta raise him, and they were together. My mom and my dad were together, so, yeah. so it was like, okay, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to my mom, cause she got her degree, uh, like three years ago. She got a sociology degree, and so you know what I'm saying, like, and I commend her for that, cause that shit's not easy, bro. Working, of taking care of me, doing all the other shit that you gotta do, and you taking classes online. That's going why to class. I don't complain as much about and you know school. What I'm saying? Like, you know. Yeah, and and so my pops, you know what I'm saying? He he was a he was a hard working dude. Um he's he's real smart. My dad is real smart, man. Um and but he's he's so much different than my mom now that I look at it. Like my mom is, you know, she I don't want to say she's bougie, but she's high maintenance, bro. So she likes all the flashy stuff. She likes to buy clothes and she shoes <laughs> and purses. She likes to look good. That's why I am how I am. Right. Because I got that from my mom. My dad, yeah. he he real chill, laid back, like to, you know what I'm saying, be in the garage, working on his cars, you know, chilling with his friends, uh, you know, just, just doing his own thing. Like he has his own hobbies that he likes to do. And so like when you when you try to put those two together, it's kind of like putting grease in water, bro. It don't mix, you know what At I'm saying? All, of course. And so, I feel you. you know, you start to you start to look back on that shit when you're older, and you're like, okay, like I kind of see why y'all did what y'all did. Yep. And it's like, okay, okay, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, damn, I wish it would have worked, worked out, out. You know what I'm saying? So I could have, I could have gotten that because I did get it from my grandparents. You know, my grandparents got married. <clears> my grandpa was 20. My grandpa was 19, and I believe, and my grandma, my Mimi was 20. And shit, they got married then, and they've been together ever since. Same with my grandparents. Fifty-four years of marriage. Yeah, as of like a couple of days ago, and I'm like, it's crazy to me. Fifty-four years. Yeah, and it's like, you know damn, I mean? like that. You know that person better than their mama know them. You know what I'm saying? For You've real, been with them that bro. long, and it's just like, damn. But the older generation was big on that. You know, they they, was, they got bro. married early and stayed together, like knowing each other. Like I was, I was in the car, I was in the Uber one time, and this dude told me that he uh. He knew his wife all of three weeks, 
and they got married yeah. and they've been together forty plus years and it's just like damn that's like, crazy to 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 us and to, but you know what bro times is different though oh yeah because we got Instagram and Twitter it's like to be honest bro I feel like mama you know like even all my pop they went to PV they probably see each other at a party or whatever whatever but it's like now it's like. You can see one woman or some girl, but then you'll see another one a week later that you like or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of like times are different now. Especially with social media, bro, because you could scroll. Somebody could follow you from New York and you hop in their DMs and, you know, conversation get to flowing. Next thing you know, you getting flown out to New York and shit. If it's cool, you know. You know what I'm saying? You getting flown out to New York and. Y'all chopping it up, woo do woo woo. Next thing you know, oh, we boom, we in a relationship, and boom, we we got a baby on the way. But you never really see, you see the baby, but you never really see. Oh, I want you to be my woman. Let me get down on one knee and propose. You know what I'm saying? You don't really see too many people doing it the traditional (laughs) way. What's right? And it's just like it's a bunch of baby daddies and baby mamas, bro. And that's one thing I want to stray away from, bro. You're absolutely right, bro. It's a bunch of baby daddies and baby mamas and. No, I'm not trying to knock them, not trying to say, like, that's bad or it's good because shit happens. But at the same time, bro, you got to be mindful of the shit that you're getting yourself into. And, yeah, you laying down with somebody, oh, yeah, I'm finna get that ass. Oh, ooh, do, ooh, and it's just like, shit, okay, like, but getting this ass could have me with a lifetime little, little nigga running around, you know what I'm saying, that I got to deal with. And after you done, you come back to your senses and be like, dog. What did I just do, bro? Why didn't I wear a condom? Why didn't I pull out? Why am I even laying with her in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like, yeah. You're not even my girl, you know what I'm saying? I feel you, though. You absolutely right on that, Jack. And and that's what I be saying, man. Like, I think for us, it's a crucial time now because my my mother asked me. She said, son, before you go to Texas, I said, do this. I want you to go get your degree and please don't come back and get no girl pregnant. I told my mom I'm going to do that. She asked me to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. And you know, I still got a year and a half left. But I feel like I feel like dog, I say, Man, imagine what I could do with my life if I don't have no kids. Exactly, and I take care of I can like bro, you like you don't know what I can do, bro. Exactly. I can go meet a girl, hey, wherever I wanna go, meet somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on the baby and I think for, for you know, that's a part of our culture. We oh. are the baby mama, baby dad. White people don't have that. They don't have white people don't have a baby, and, and if like they do, you, it's glorified. Yeah, and, they, and it's on MTV, Team Mom, Team Mom, like and that. all that stuff. But black people, you, you know, no, no black person ain't gonna be on no show like that, bro. At all, you know. And it's crazy too because I have my my brother has uh, twin girls, not with not with his not with the mother of the girls, and my sister, with my stepsister, she has uh, she has a girl too, and she not with the dude. So, you know, it's. Looking at it, man, it's a whole situation that's just messed up, man. You know, yeah, and it's a blessing bro. at the end of the day, but it's just not for me. I couldn't do Yeah, it. and that that's just how I feel. <laughs> if it were to happen, you know, I'll take care of my responsibilities because that's being a man. Right. But I'm going to try to prevent it from happening as much as I can. And me, bro, like, I done, I done had that little phase where I, I done been through that little phase where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just finna fuck around, just finna be on these hoes. Everybody and, had a whole yeah, phase. Yeah, just finna do that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now I'm in, I'm in, I got some stability, bro. Of course. And I feel like that's what, that's what a lot of people our age lack is stability. 
because they're not ready for that shit or right. they they've never seen it, they've never been around it. So it's like I don't know it when I when a girl is trying to, you know, get that out of me, I don't know how to portray I don't even know how to be a man. I don't even know how to be in a relationship. We didn't even have fathers to show yeah. us to be, a, to be an example for us to be a man. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so that that's just another thing, bro. Like, it's just like, if you don't see it, you see it on TV. You see it. You hear about it. But if, you like, if you're not seeing it eye to eye every day, like coming home, oh, I got my mom. I can go in here with her. I got my pops. I can shop it up with her. We sit at the dinner table. You know, we eating. We right. conversing. You know, we're... We're collectively here. We're unified. You know what I'm saying? We have this relationship. We're one. Right. Like, we're individuals, but when we come together, we're one. Yeah. They not... A lot of people don't experience that. I guarantee if you go... If you go on campus and talk to... talk, Get all the black people and... Get, not even all the black people. If you get 50 black people and line them up and say, are your parents still together? I, I'll say it'll maybe be... Maybe be 12 to 15 out of the bunch, if that. It could be more than that. Yeah, but not... Not fifty percent of them are not gonna have you know that relationship with their mother and their father in the same house, and that's sad because that I feel like that's what we yearn for, especially men, like especially young boys growing up, even girls, because they I want you know girls be daddy's girls, and sometimes exactly. they be getting raised by their mama, and, and that's why a lot of them crazy. Yes, it's a, dudes. Dad. That's why some a you dude. I mean? That's why dudes be messy. Exactly. Because all they hear is they mama in, uh, in there on the phone in the bed gossiping yeah. all the time. Yep. And that's shit, that's right. what they do. And it's not their fault that they don't have their daddy. Cause, and it's not their fault that that's what they pick up because that's all they see. Yeah. You're just a product of the environment. Exactly. And, and I say, you know, I think that black people in general, I just feel that, you know, as, as a group, we just have to have a central understanding because, you know, the, the things that we see on TV and reality and what we hear and all these things, man, that stuff not real, man. No. And I, no. I, I think that I'm, I'm a big fan of, of mafia movies, man. I'm, I'm a big Godfather, big Godfather. Fan. And the, that whole thing about it is I like the whole family concept yeah. that they have within yeah. the movies. They do. And, and, and although, you know, you're going to... You know, you got Vito Corleone, you got the boss and everybody, and he he talks. He said, uh, I actually seen a nip a Nipsey uh, video about this yesterday. He said that women and children can be reckless, but a man cannot be reckless for his family. And Vito Corleone says the same thing in, in his movie. And when I heard it, it's something snapped in my brain. And it said, me having my family and me having my woman, I am the base. If yeah. my name, if my name is the most important thing to me, I asked myself yesterday. I said, Tyler, I said, dog, I said, after I graduate with this master's degree, do I want to go get this PhD or do I want to go chase a million dollars? I said, what's more important to me, being Dr. Jaquan James Bagwell, being rich? I said, my name is the most important thing. So if if my kids are gonna carry my last name and my wife's gonna have to carry my last, my woman is the representation of me. Yeah. So if I don't want to hurt my woman. If I don't want to hurt myself, why would I hurt my woman? Why would I go out and cheat? Why would I want to go out and do other things? Why would I, need I not to, want to be there for my family? Why would I want to not be here for my family? I have to. I have taken this responsibility, and I have to go with it. So not only my black family has an example, but others can have an example too. You feel me? So when we go to PTA meetings in the future, my children's going to be daddy, mama, and the kids. It ain't going to be just mama. That's how it was for me. PTA meeting going up to school with elementary. It was just my mama. 
Everybody else got their mom and daddy here today. I don't even think my mama went to a PTA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my mama went to a PTA meeting when she could. It was just my mama. You know what I'm saying? So, I I think it's so important. And even like, you know, a lot of moms, you say, you don't know if your mama went to a PTA meeting. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's important for the parents, for us, for our kids in the future. So, we be involved. Yeah, Cause, uh, cause bro, I, feel, I see, I, I used to go to eat lunch, man. Bro. They they kids, they mamas used to bring them McDonald's and stuff. Man, I had bro. to eat school lunch because my mama was at work. Man. You know what I'm saying? But one day their daddy would go do it. The other day the mama go do it. You know, somebody could take off work, go do something for the kids. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I feel that, you know, I ain't even go up in a black elementary school in South Dallas or something like that. I could only imagine. But... I feel that it's it's so important for us to go, man, you know. Yeah, you I know. feel I feel like it's so important for us to like you said be involved, bro, because that's what that's what kids want, man. Well, kids want you to be around at bro. the field days. Yeah, my mama couldn't go to my field days. They want you. To, they want you to be around because they they like that. Like, oh, that's my that's mama. My mama here. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? saying? Like, yeah, my mama bought me some McDonald's. You know, Yo. you go you go to the dentist or go to the doctor's appointment. Exactly. Your mama bring you back. Your mom, your parents come to school for your birthday. Bring your cake. Bring your cupcakes. cupcakes you know what right. I'm saying? And like. That's what kids, they they at the basketball games, they at the football games, at the exactly. practices. Like that's what kids want, man, because they have that support. Kids want support. Kids want somebody that they can lean on, that they can go to. Sure. And if it's only one of them, at least they're there. They're trying to be there. But if they have both, both? it's like, man, it's this is this is though. everything that I asked for. Like I feel so safe and secure because I know I have both parents that I can come home to, and they're gonna ride for me. They're gonna do whatever they gotta do. And they gonna ride for me. And they gonna always be there for me. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what a lot of kids lack, bro. And you can tell the, those kids that come from those broken homes. You can tell by the way they act, by their mannerisms, by the things that they do. And when you do research, because I'm a psychology minor, bro, so yeah. I like to get into people's head and see like why they're thinking what they're thinking. And kids that come from broken homes sometimes, man, they sometimes struggle with. Doing a lot of shit that is easier for a kid that doesn't come from a broken home. Like, shit socializing, bro. Um, they don't know how to, you know, talk to people because they've never seen they've never seen that interaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, between their parents or whatever. They don't know how to, you know, uh, sometimes they're socially awkward or they just stay to themselves. Because if you, if you living in a house with both of your parents... Y'all gonna talk. You gonna hear talk. Yeah, you gonna hear something. You gonna something. hear dialogue. See, my mama talking on the phone with her partners. It's just me in the living room watching TV. Yeah, bro. That's how we. That's how you we said. Got you sedentary, bro. You, you know sedentary. You just chilling. No brother, no sister. Yeah, nobody else. Exactly. Does that. So exactly. That's how it was. And it's just like you know, we need. I feel like if we can break away from that, it'll be good for the generations to come, bro. It'll be very good. I said this. Well, not to cut you off. Oh, you good. I said, dog, I said, man, you know, I grew up hooping, you know, and I didn't have a father. You know what I mean? And I was a real good hooper growing up. And I just said, what if I had my dad? Man. Like, how cold would I would have been to have my father take me to the gym and take, you know, it didn't take me till I was about 13, 12, 13, 14 years old till my mama could drop me off at one of my uncle's house. Or I was big enough to go outside. But I said, what from from, from when I was six, seven, eight, nine, you know, a couple years, what if I would have had my father? You know, and that's why I say, man, it's a big thing, man. And that's that's one thing that kind of just bothered me too, bro. Like, I, ho- I was hooping too growing up. I started hooping 
Uh, I started playing organized basketball when I was like nine years old. Yeah. And you know, my mama was at was at the games at elementary school. She was pulling up to the games yeah. every game. You know, she was the she was the parent buying the Gatorade, buying the fruit snacks. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And when I started to play AAU, that's when my dad, <clears throat> my dad, when I'm when I when my when my dad knew that I started to take the sport serious, I started to take the game serious. <clears throat> He got he got involved, so he was taking me to all my AAU games, and I'm just yes, like, man, damn, like, what if my mama was here too, bro? Like, or you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. what if I what if I had my dad? You know, what if I was with my dad and he was like, hey, we gonna go work on your game? I seen some stuff that you know you could improve on, which he did. I'm not gonna say he didn't, but I'm just saying, what if I had that all the all, time, all the time? And it was just like, man, I think of, I still think about that shit to this day because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? If I just would have, because I stopped playing basketball my senior year. Dude, same thing with me. And I, I was, you know, coaches and just a bunch of bullshit. I'm like, nah, bro, I, I'm just going to be a school nigga, bro. I'm just going to get my education and get up out of here. Like, you're not going to waste my time. Ain't no, yeah, I feel you. And so I was just <clears> like, shit, you know what I'm saying? What, what if I would have had, you know, my mama and my dad like, okay, you know, oh, I'm coming to your game today. And if you, you know what I'm saying, we're going to be there. We're going to support you. Uh, every every single game, and if not every game, majority of them. If yeah. you can make it, you there. Right. Because you know, I went. I played for Kimball. Kimball's in the cliff. My daddy lived in Louisville, bro. My daddy was working hard, still worked hard, and you know, he tired at the end of the day. And you know, my my younger siblings they play sports, so he at their games and like they're uh, he's with my stepmom right now, and so uh, they. They do things together, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. We take family trips. Exactly. Uh, you know, we go places together. We go out to eat together and we we you know, we you know what I'm saying, we converse. We have family time or we just playing games and I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad that they get to experience that shit because I didn't. Yeah. Really? Uh <laughs> but I'm like, damn, you know, I wish I could have had that and that just always like sits in the back of my mind, like, you know, I can't do that to my son. Or my all. girl. That's what I'm saying. I can't. I can't. I just couldn't imagine because I saw how much that affected me. Yeah, man. And it's like, like you said, just like how that affected you. We, you could have let it. You could have let it take you down the drain, bro. But you let it build you up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people can't do that, though. A lot that's of people aren't capable true. of doing that. That's very true. You know, we just built different. That's very true. I my my pops. He always, he told me, man, I'm going to tell you this story, dog. It's funny, dog. I'll tell you. My freshman year, it's Timberview versus Summit. My pops and my uncle sitting at the at the game, right? I'm hoping I'm doing good. My family there, whoop, whoop. It get to halftime. We walking toward the locker room, Jack. I see the police walk in. True story. I'm looking at the police. He walking straight to my uncle and my dad. Dog, I'm telling you. Right when I seen him talking, I walked off in the what's name in the locker room, came back out the second half, and Pops was gone, man. <laughs> nigga was gone, man. Nigga was sitting front row, nigga was gone, man. I'm looking, third, fourth quarter, I'm over here looking for Pop, Pops is gone, man. And he had told me, well, you know, whatever, after the game, man, I had, my, my uncle had called me on my cell phone, it was about 15 years old, it was my freshman year. He just said, hey, your pops told you, man, just stay focused. He going to be out. Don't worry about it. Just stay focused. So at the end of the day, it messed me up. But I was mentally built up enough to say, I, you know, and that's why I always tell people, you know, I say if anything ever happened to me, if I died, if I got locked up or anything of that nature, man, don't worry. I want you to keep yourself mentally strong. And that's what my father always gave to me. And he, he instilled that in me, you know, later in my life. But like I said, if I had that at younger, 
when I was growing up, you know, in elementary school, that probably would have been, I probably would have been even more stronger. So, um, yeah, man, it's just the lack of, of having a father. I, me and Tyler can both, you know, say it. It's, it's something that I don't feel that we would do to, to our kids in the future. Um, we understand its importance. And, and you know, a lot of things my mother had to teach me, dog. You know, and and also my mother hid a lot of stuff from me. Yeah. She also hid a lot of stuff from me, and it took, it took, and it had to do with a lot of, you know, even child support and, and, and things oh of this nature. God, I, child support child was, support was what dude. really messed up a lot of my stuff. And, and got, you know, and she hid a lot of stuff from me. And I understood it, but at some point I said, look, man, we're going to have to just give me what it is and understand it. You know, shoot, it, it like I say, I tell you, it made me stronger, man. But this damn. is this is one thing. <laughs> this is one thing that I can you know, say, bro. Uh, to all the young parents out there, all the baby, all the baby mamas who are not uh, with the fathers, do not use that child against that man, man, because that'll break a man down, dude. And they know how to. Women know how to break a man down, bro. They know the buttons to push, mm-hmm. regardless of what type of person that man is or what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Do not do not use that child against that man because that's only going to create chaos, more problems, and more problems. <laughs> it ain't gonna help. It's not gonna help. It it's only gonna, gonna make y'all's relationship that much What's, more difficult. You know what I mean? Because everything could be cool. They say communication is key. Communication is key, but compromising is the other key. key. You need if you talking to me and I'm talking to you, but we not, you know, we not compromising trying to work together to get something done. Ain't shit, shit gonna work. Gonna, ain't nothing gonna happen. Ain't shit gonna work. So compromising is what what we all need to do. We need to be able to talk. We need to be able to agree to disagree. Agree. Yeah. We need to be able to communicate we need to be able to oh just because just because i don't like what you say doesn't mean that i have to bash you doesn't mean that i have to raise my voice at you doesn't mean that i have to call you out of your name you don't have to call me out of my name we can be adults everybody running around always saying they grown shit yeah. act like act it act like it show it act like you it feel me? you know what i'm saying like saying you grown saying oh i'm grown i'm an adult that's one thing but you 20 you 25 still acting like you 16 come on right and shit kids Kid, babies having babies. Babies been having babies, but shit, ba- it's 13, 14 year olds having babies. And that's one that's one thing I did want to touch on too. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's some there's certain things that a mama can't really tell a, a young man, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why he needs his pops to, to tell. My mama ain't tell me nothing about no condoms. Bro, my mama <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, you this, bro. Me? Let me tell you this story. So I'm in the eighth grade. I remember this shit like it was yesterday, bro. Yeah. I'm in the eighth grade. Um and of course, I knew about sex. I knew about sex. Yeah, we knew about sex. I knew about sex when I was like 10, bro, 10, yeah. 11. But, you know, my mama uh, my mama was in school then, so she was taking like this sex ed class, and she had this book, uh, this sex ed book, and it had like all the diseases. So we go to we go to my aunt's house, my aunt Tracy. We go to her house. Um, We go to her house. And, you know, we chilling, we talking or whatever. And somehow we start talking about sex. So my mom was like, Tyler, go get that book out of my car. And it's the book that I just told you about. So I'm like, okay. Um, mind you, I was very, I was very, oh shit, is it thundering outside? Yeah, that's a thunder. I was like, I was like, okay. I was very mature for my age. So I was 14, but I had like the mind of like a 17 year old. But like, I, I was thinking about some different shit. Yeah. So. She show she she goes to show she goes she proceeds to show me these pictures in these in this book of these diseases, bro. Like 
niggas like niggas got warts on their dick and shit and uh discharge is coming out of a female's vagina and it's it's just all a bunch of shit trying trying to scare me rather than trying to educate <laughs> me about okay this is what could happen right. if you you know choose to be irresponsible and not wear a condom not um talk talk about you know sex with your partner before they before you lay down with each other before you get intimate with each other trying to and scaring somebody isn't really gonna stop them from having sex it's just gonna make them more curious like damn you know what i'm saying do i you know should i should i engage in this activity or should i chill and i didn't lose my virginity until i was like 16 damn near 17 but it was just like i had already knew the shit that she was telling me anyway right so because I found out through I hear people talking or you know I'm like okay well shit let me just go and research this whole you know what I'm saying like but it was just like and my pops um I don't even remember like having I don't even know if I had like a sex talk with him uh I, I don't remember I don't think so we may Not have talked he's older yeah we you know? I don't think I've had a <laughs> sex talk with him like until now <laughs> until, no no when I lost my virginity he was he was one of the first he was the, he was the first person that I told yeah. I told my pops and he was just like okay you know what I'm saying well did you wear a condom you know did you do this did you do that I was like yeah 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 and then I told my mom and it was crazy when my mama found out because she was like I didn't even tell her she texted me at like five in the morning and said are you still a virgin and not when you text me that at five in the morning, I'm like, I'm like, shit, you must know something. So I'm like, let me, let me, let me go ahead and tell the truth, bro. I'm like, I'm not finna lie, cause if I lie and she catch me in a lie, I'ma have to say another lie, and she, it's, you know what I'm saying? It just ain't gonna, it just ain't worth it. So I was like, no. And so soon, I when I as soon as I press send, bro, I swear to God, she called me, bro, and she told me she was crying at work and all this other shit. Talking about you turn, you a man now. I'm like. Bro, what? Like, what are you crying for? Like, do you not know that sex is natural? Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? This is something that right. happens. This is this is this has been since like the beginning of time. Yeah, and people like act like it's like I gotta understand. Like, if, even if I have a daughter or if I got a boy, like I'm finna get them on the ship at a young age. Yeah, put them on I'm, game. I'm finna put them on game because if I don't, they gonna end up. Like how I was, like how we was, like how bro. ignorant how we was, or they go into pregnant, yeah, with a baby. You feel me? Yeah, so, or in the hospital with with something that they can't get rid of. You know what I'm saying? And hey, you know, I done came around some people like that before, and I'm gonna tell you, Jack, it ain't no good thing at all. You know, shoot, half the reason why I, I just be minding my business, man, because I just feel like I'm like, look, <clears throat> for one, you know, I ain't found my partner yet. You know what I mean? And my, my big thing is this. I feel that my mother always told me that your partner that you're going to be with, y'all need to be equally yoked. Oh, yeah. Y'all need to be, y'all need to be mentally on the same level. Y'all, oh, yeah. y'all need to be able to be... Because a lot of times you find a lot of people that go off attraction and... That shit ain't going to be there all the and time. They, and it ain't going to be there all the time, for one, but you end up getting yourself messed up or you may get a baby or something like that or something may fall out. And, and it don't never it don't never click. <clears throat> I think that you know a person's mentality is, is the most attractive thing, especially when you get older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I I I when my I remember when my I had one tweet that I had that went viral. 
whole bunch of you know pretty looking girls whatever whatever but you know i started talking to them and really they just like don't be about shit bro. they be don't be heads. about nothing be fucking airheads, they don't have anything that i can't obtain for myself like you know what, what can I mean? you teach me? What can you teach me? What can I me? learn from you that I don't already know? How can exactly. you enhance me as a man? As a man and make me better. How can you better my character? You know what I'm saying? Like You feel me? A lot of girls don't know how to do that shit because they don't be about shit, bro. Like they just be about <laughs> Oh, you you bad in the biz. Like, yeah, you look yeah. good. You're appealing yeah. to the eye, bro. Like I could sit here and look at you all, all day, day and I wouldn't and I wouldn't complain. But it's like, you know what I'm saying, when I start to pick your brain and start to try to see, like, what you on, okay, so what's your major, you know what I'm saying, what you trying to do, or what are your views on this, how do you feel about this, what do you like to do in your spare time, what what book what book have you read, you know what I'm saying, what type of music do you listen to, how do you feel about these lyrics, like, I, you can have an intellectual conversation with people and it doesn't have to be about school, you know what I'm saying? You're absolutely right, and I, I sit up and ask, I, I tell, I remember talking to my homeboy, Kurt about it and I said I'd be asked what makes you different from another woman Real shit, or what bro. do you have what do you have of quality what do you have do, do you obtain that 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 makes you um different that makes a man feel like he has to stay with like, you like I got to get you because if there's nobody else that's like you yeah, you feel like, me I got to get you and <laughs> shit it I feel like social media has saturated relationships so much bro because it's always the material things that get that yeah, get ports- yeah, that yeah. you know what I'm saying? That gets shown on Twitter like, oh my man just spoiled me. We went on a vacation. He I bought me this. he bought me a Louis bag. Look well, at this. Well, what is your man doing for you like mentally? <laughs> what is he doing for you spiritually? <laughs> what is he doing to help you within to help you better yourself? yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like what is he doing to you know, does he is he does he care about you? Did he ask you if you ate today? You know what I'm saying? Did he right. ask oh, did you go to the gym today? You know what I'm saying? Did did he ask you about that job interview that you said that you were stressing about? You know what I'm saying? Like right. just just look, it's the little things. It's the little things that matter. I feel like to me in a relationship, bro. Because yeah, okay, you know, everybody everybody wants to have sex. Everybody wants to be with somebody that they can click with intimately. That's a given. Everybody wants somebody that that looks good. Obviously, we're not gonna go chase no ugly man or no ugly woman. Right. Okay, but. At the end of the day, bro, those marriages that last 40, 50, and 60 years do not, you, they did not find that person, they did not get with that person just because, oh, they look good. Oh, they can cook. Oh, they got money. Oh, they funny. Yeah, and it's like, those are all extras, but it's like, shit, what is your heart like? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I feel like we're not big on, bro. Like, we're not big on, you know, becoming our significant other's friend. We don't create friendships before we hop in a relationship. It's like, okay, I see you. We talk, quote, unquote. We date. And then we in a relationship. And then we get in a relationship. That's when the real you start to come out. Like, oh, I didn't know you was like this. (laughs) For real. I didn't know you was. I didn't know when I was going to come to your house, you was going to be dirty then a bitch. Like. You don't clean up or something like that. I didn't know you didn't know how to fold clothes. I didn't know you didn't know how to wash clothes. Absolutely right. I didn't know you didn't know how to properly bathe and clean yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just anything. Not saying that I done been with some dirty hoes. Like, they don't be taking baths. But (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, we don't, we not big on that, bro. Like, we see a girl, oh, she bad. Oh, I gotta get I gotta her. get with her right now. And then you start to text her, you start to talk to her, and she's dumb as a box of rocks. I don't know about you, but I know some people that text, they just some friends that I portrayed, I thought they were one way, 
And then over time, over a semester two, they complete they they are completely different from what I thought. Bro, people have told me, oh, I just thought you was just some funny nigga that just do this. Same with me. I just thought that you just dress nice. You know. But when I had a conversation with you, like, oh, you an intellectual. Like, nigga, you think I'm just doing this shit for my health, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I told, I had to tell, um, me, me and my ex, we got into it, bro. We got into it real bad. And uh, she told me that I cuss too much. And that, I don't know, like, about everything, about how other people feel, but that really, like, that really took me over the top, bro. Because I was, like, I was, in, in reality, I was really, like, how, how, she said, you cuss too much and it makes you sound unprofessional. I said, how dare you? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's really how I felt. I was on some how dare you shit. Like, I was like, I exploded, bro. I was like, don't you ever say that shit to me again. Like, I'm probably one of the smartest people, one of the smartest men you ever going to come across in your life, especially at this age. Like, so don't ever say that shit to me. Yeah, I know I cuss a lot. I do have a bad mouth. But in a professional setting, I act accordingly, bro. I can turn that shit on like that. And a lot of niggas don't know how to do that. I can turn it on like that, bro. You feel me? And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't ever discredit me, disrespect me on on that level, bro. Because I, I feel like she took something from me when she said that. When somebody questions your intelligence, bro. Yeah, man. When somebody that's like that's so disrespectful. When yeah. somebody comes off as if you are dumb, you know, you that's 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 the issue. That's something that I take with pride because yeah. I think that I think that that's everything that I consider, and I think that's what, what what makes a good, strong black man, dog. That's oh, yeah. something that holds they us mind, bro. for so long. We've been seen as idiots. Oh yeah, and then you or know, a nigga that's just good at sports or good at rapping. And then if you have your own women looking at you the same way, that's an issue. That's a problem. You know, I'm all for. I'm I'm for. I was watching a thing today, pro black. We were talking about something. It was something. It was a fam you video or something. And they mm-hmm. were talking about being pro-black mm-hmm. and, and, and black women being with black men and things of that nature. And I feel that that is the best thing just because, you know, first of all, I say anybody, you can be with anybody who you want to be, who you want to be with. I don't, yeah. I don't ever, I'm not a person to ever push anybody to be with one thing. But I will say that I think the black household the black mother, the black father, that has to be our strongest point, you know. And I, Tyler, I'm just telling you, man. I just, I just, I see a turn coming. I see a turn coming, and it's gonna happen. It's probably gonna happen when we get older. We gonna be in our thirties or thirties or forties. It might be thirty four. I think when we, I think when we get in our fifties and sixties, I honestly, I, I guarantee, I'm, I believe we gonna start having some black mayors. We gonna have another black president. We gonna have a lot of more develop. It's gonna be a lot of more black people engaged with what's going on. And the thing about it is, black people only make, I believe, fifteen percent of the America's population. If you split that in half, because men and women, mm-hmm. it's seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's more women than there are men. Yeah. So we got so seven percent is 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 out of that a hundred is is men, and that's a small number. Small as hell compared to all the damn people in the world. When you think about it, it's small. So, every black person, every black dude I come across on Instagram, whatever, whoever hearing this, your role, even with my videos, people sending me, I always tell people, I say, dog, you are more important than me. 
your role and what you do. I'm sitting over here. Top, I say Tyler make his podcast. I do my little shows. I say everybody got to do something. Something, bro. Everybody got to do a thing. Something. Because it's, even though it's a small group, when we get together, we going to ball. And I, and I told people all the time, I said this whole thing is... When you get good people in your circle, when you got good groups, man. It's going to make you want to do good. It's going to make you want to do good. And and this one thing, too. Not every... All niggas are not going to be able to follow you, bro. Nah, at all. Everybody know I got people that I went to school, I was school with, but not everybody's going to go your way. That's okay, too. That's okay, too. But in order for you to go... And be the man that you need to be, that we need you to be, that the black family, the black home, the black mother, our ancestors, our grandfathers, great, great, great grandmothers, for the people that we need to be, dog, we got to get on board. Man, and we got to continue to root for each other, bro. We be so divided, and even even with the families, bro, we be so divided, even with our friendships. Like, I'm seeing so many black graduates. Oh, my home, my best friend, her sister is graduating from pharmacy school, bro, from Howard. Yeah. It's like, bro... I'm rooting for y'all, bro. Like we rooting. I'm rooting for everybody black that's doing something it's positive, bro. That's doing some. Oh yeah, that's what's crazy. And it's somebody that's <laughs> their own kind. That's their own people. Oh well, I couldn't do that shit. So fuck that nigga. And it's like, bro, I'm rooting for y'all. Like I was just talking to uh, when I did that when I did the podcast with Arian. We was talking right, about right, that right. shit, and I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? Like we gotta root for each other, bro. We gotta have each other's back. And that's why that's why I'm. I done already made a decision. I'm going to grad school, but I'm going Good. to HBCU, bro. Good. I'm going to HBCU, bro. I ain't even mad at you, dog. I'm going to HBCU. I remember bro. when you tweeted it. You think about going to grad school? I said, man, I, I hope. He do it and and I say dog it ain't gonna do nothing but benefit you dog it's two more years I said I ain't ready to get up early in the morning and drive to Austin and go to work you know what I'm saying (laughs) and come back every day at five six o'clock I'm not ready for that so why not let me spend a little because I'm gonna tell you I'm not gonna lie if I didn't have to do this last paper that I'm gonna do tonight grad school was easy for me graduate school if anybody think about going to graduate school and I don't. I can't speak for everybody, but my experience this semester, it has been easier than undergrad. Why? Because everybody, and this is why I say it's important. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's in that room wants to be there. Everybody in that room wants to help each other out. Everybody that's in that room, regardless of your race, whatever, because you know I'm in the Spanish major. Regardless, everybody is there to help you, and everybody wants to succeed together. Imagine if you had a whole group of friends and a family like that. That's what I'm saying, man. Your family be fighting. Oh, well, she didn't come to such and such graduation, so you not going to their house. You can't go to their house no more because they owe me twenty dollars. And it's just like, oh, fuck that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's just let's just come together. Let's come together. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why that's why I feel like HBCUs are so important, bro. I, I was doing research today when I was at work. I was just looking at all the HBCUs because I plan on going to grad school for sports administration or sports management. I even looked into going for African American studies, bro. Yeah, that's something I'm doing my PhD, African American studies. Just I was I was just I was just looking into that just because like, I'm like, damn, what can I do with this degree? Because I know I don't want to be a professor, bro. But I feel like I feel like I have a voice, bro. Like, I, I feel like my my calling is to be a voice to the people, bro. That's why I'm doing this podcast right now because it's to be a voice to the people. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? With that, if I did decide to get an African-American studies degree, like I could be a voice to the people because I know where I come from. I know my history. I know what's going on. And I know the struggles that they went through. I know the struggles that we're continuing to go through. But, you know, I'm educating myself so 
that's just something that nobody can yeah. take and from that's the me. Best thing, bro. Self education, bro. Nobody can take that from me. And when did you start? Like, when did you start doing your self education? When did you start doing your first independent studies? I want to say, I want to say. And what was it about? I want to say last year, my junior last year, year, bro. My junior year, uh, that's when I really started to get into books more. I used to hate reading. Mm-hmm. I used to hate reading books. But I started to get into books more. So, uh, and the first book that I actually read that I wanted to read was uh, was Gucci Mane's uh, autobiography. And when I was reading that, it, and he had, the way his book was set up was so good, bro. It just told, like, his life story. From, every significant thing that happened in his life is in that book. I don't know if you've read it or not. It's a good ass book, bro. You should read it. Um, but he was just telling, like, telling everything. So at one point, he was telling about how he started to write these songs. And so he said when he was in jail, he would uh, he wrote a bunch of songs. Um, he had them on paper. And when he got out, he went to Zaytoven crib and they recorded. And Zaytoven was like, I'm not feeling it. He was like, The bar is good. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, I want you to come off the head. And he was like, after that, he never he never wrote again. And he was just coming off the head. And he and he uh the lyrics to the song that he was recording were in the book. And so I'm just like, okay, let me go, let me go read, let me go read these lyrics. Let me go listen to this song. Yeah. Let me listen to the song and analyze these lyrics. That's why I'm so big on music, bro. I'm so big on on lyricism. Because like when you when you put that wordplay together and you actually like understand that shit, like, oh, this is what this nigga was saying. Like, this is crazy. I, I how how did a nigga even think about that shit like that? You know what I'm saying? And so I'm reading that shit and I'm like, damn, this nigga Gucci was on this hole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it just it just sparked the sparked something in my head, like, okay, bro, like I need to continue to branch out. So I started reading more books. I read Charlemagne's book that he wrote. Uh I read um it's it's this book about like you know just just dropping everything just doing what you want to do like living it's pretty much about living your best life type shit i read that <clears> book and i i'm really starting to get into like now i'm starting to get into you know black crimes and what's going on in our community so i'm just you know analyzing stuff like i'm i'm really big on uh the breakfast club like i like to listen to that and watch that on youtube because they talk about stuff on there he charlemagne brings on um presidential candidates and then i go research them and see what they what they on what they about so it's all about like everything is so resourceful to us bro we have we got we got a cell phone we got that cell phone right here i can type whatever i want to i can say oh hey look this up and you know it's, it's information right. gonna pop up so i feel like we need to take advantage of that shit bro and if you in a household that's encouraging that shit and not encouraging oh well i'm gonna go to the club and you're gonna be here it's food in the freezer you can make you something to eat like if you in a household that's saying oh well, did you hear about this Oh no, pops! I didn't hear about that. Well, let me come sit down. You know, let's talk about it. Yeah, let me show you this. Let's talk about what you think about this. Like, oh, I ain't even know this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a cycle, and you gotta create. You gotta be the one to create that cycle for the people that you around. I got younger siblings, bro. So I'm trying to put them on game. I can't. I'm not around like that because I'm always at school. 
But, you know, best believe, like, when I get out of school and I'm able to spend more time with them, you know, I'm going to show them something like, oh, did you hear about this? You know what I'm saying? Because my little sister's in high school now, bro. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? That's when that's when things start to happen. That's when your life starts to change when you get to high school. Right. My little brother's in middle school. So, uh, he he's starting to change right now. And my little sister, um, you know, they live, they live in a predominantly white area. They live in uh, Coppell, Louisville area. Right. And so, you know, she has a lot of white friends. And I was just chopping it up with my dad, and she was telling me, he was telling me, uh, yeah, I had to go pick up your sister from school uh, the other day. I said, well, what happened? He was like, you know, her friends, um, they just kind of, well, her friends, quote unquote, you know, they just kind of left her to the side. And she felt like she didn't have nobody. Right. And it's not a lot of black kids in those schools, you know what I'm saying? So all she know is the Caucasian culture, or I don't even want to say culture because they don't really have one. Right. But that's that's all that's all she knows, like, cause that's all she's been around. That's all she can kind of identify. Well, yeah, she has some black friends here and there. You know what I'm saying? It's not just everybody is not everybody's a white friend, but it's like I was telling my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like they could turn on you so fast, and it's just like it, it, I feel like she's experiencing that right now. That's very true. And she's she didn't know what to do. So you know what I'm saying? My dad went to go get her from school, but you know my dad he, he continuously tries to tell her like. Get you some black friends. You know what I'm saying? Get you, be around your con. That's very true. Be around your con. Because they're not going to turn on you. They, they might, but... Your foundation is, yeah. is going to be strong yeah. with, with people it's, that look like you and a girl. Yeah, that, that, identif- girl yeah, that identify with you. You right. know what I'm saying? Because, like, what you going through, they not going through. You know, they have money. They have hella money in their house. You know, they have a two-parent household. Yeah, that, my, my pops uh, my pops and my stepmom, they make good money. You know, they have a two-parent household. She has a two-parent household. But they're just not living the life you live. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have cars at 16 years old. They're they going to be driving. They're going to be doing this. they probably been out of the country multiple times already at this age. You know what I'm saying? And you're not able to do that right now. So get you got to get you somebody that you can identify with, with, that you can talk to. Because if you were to go tell them your problems... They'll be like, or some, or if y'all to get caught up in a sticky situation, they're not gonna ride with you. They gonna ride with you know, they con, and that's not that's not bad on they that's not bad on they part because that's what they supposed to do. Because if if you would have got if you would get caught up with your friend that was black, you gonna ride with them or you should. Right. And I feel like that's just something that that needs to be you know what I'm saying that needs to be taught needs to be talked about in the home, and that's why unity is so important. In the black community, and we need to. That's what. That's why I want to go to an HBCU, bro. I want to experience like. That's why I was so lit when me and my girl took that trip to Atlanta because it was nothing but black people, bro. And it was yeah, you see, yeah, you see your hood black people. You know what I'm saying? We we went to East Atlanta. You were where Twenty One Savage was at. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, okay, like this is this is what this nigga was talking about. Like I see it, but we was also over there. We went to Lennox, and you know what I'm saying? Like. We you see all the all the black people, all the wealthy black people that have money. You see them in the Gucci store and in the Prada store and Tom Ford. These name brands you never even heard of, right. and you see oh all the black people on the billboards, on the radio, and it's everything is black, bro. I, I can count on one hand how many white people I saw while I was in Atlanta, bro. Real talk, I think yeah. I saw maybe four or five. Yeah, and it was just like damn. So imagine going to an HBCU where. Everything is unified because that I that's what I see like the Greek life, um, the parties that they have. We don't have to travel thirty minutes to go to a party. The parties be on campus. 
And you know what I'm saying? Like, they have so much more freedom. And you have black professors, bro. Like, you see black people that are educated, black people that have PhDs that are the director of this program, that are the dean of this school. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, if they can do it, why can't you? Exactly. And let alone, I, my, my stepsister, she goes, I have another sister on my mother's side. She goes to the girls' school in Atlanta. It's the all-girls' school. Spellman? Um, Clark. Clark, Atlanta. Clark, Atlanta? She go to Clark, Atlanta, um, which is one of the the smaller schools, and she loves it. Like, <laughs> she don't come back to Texas at all. You know and what I'm saying? And she cool, and she kicking it down there, you know. I, and, you know, at the end of the day, I say that. You know, we go to this, we go to a white school over here at Texas State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said in my show, I said, you know what? You know Dr. Fluka? Yeah. You know, Dr. Fluka is that one professor that we know that we got over here at the school at the university. Mm-hmm. We know Dr. Fluka, but we really don't. I think there's a couple more here and there. But, you know, I just feel like we need more examples. Um, like, like you know, the schools in Atlanta and things of that nature. At the end of the day, bro, you know, with with the families and everything that we that we got going and what we talking about, man, I just think that I'm a, I'm gonna hit on this topic, then then we can go. Okay. I feel that this, I am a, I'm a big person, to say that. We got to start our own and build up our own. Reason being, the HBCUs, we have to build that up. And I honestly, and I know talking to my homeboys, things of that nature, we want to start our own scholarships and things to give to students and things of that nature. We have to cultivate our own because now I see that Caucasian people, white people in their schools aren't going to cater to us anymore. Hell. They haven't shown it. And so now I have it in my mind to say that now we have to go towards our own. Asian people got their own thing. Everybody else got their own thing. Now we have to take care of our own. We have to understand that these radios and these social medias are not ran by us. They got somebody else behind the scenes that's influencing all this other stuff that we see. All these stuff on TV. This is not us. Out, man, check this out. I was reading and doing one of my papers. The whole concept of... uh, when the Spanish came to Cuba, they were bringing over all these things and they were, you know, bringing the slaves and the whole concept of, um, you know, the whole Catholic church and the things, you know, you are with your wife mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And the whole concept of infidelity and things like that, these were concepts that were brought from Europe and Europeans and things of that nature. I'm also, I'm going to do my whole African study. I'm going to drop a show here soon in another couple of days about this. We have to know ourselves. We have to know our own. And when we can understand our roots and help and build each other up, man, come back to the family, come back to the home. It all starts in our home. When we can do that, we'll be able to go and prosper towards the future. And... Let me say my last little spiel on the HBCUs. Um, I found out yesterday. I don't know if you know Constance. Constance Brantley. Uh, Constance. Yeah, aka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We do a podcast together uh, over at KTSW called Mm -hmm. um, Educated and Highly Melanated. So, uh, we were hitting on the things that happened uh, yesterday with... um, 
not yesterday, the day before with yesterday, spank with Spank and all that. So we hit on that. And she proceeds to tell me that we have an um, HBCU exchange program where where you can you it, there's a list of HBCUs that you can choose from that you can apply to go to for a semester and all your credits will transfer back to Texas State. When were they gonna let us know that? I never knew that. Ex- exactly. I've graduated from here already. Exactly, and I think and I think it's I think it's something that's fairly new. But I'm like, we don't have any black people I've never to. Heard of that. Exactly, we don't have any black people to really represent us and spread that information because the white people don't want us to go to HBCUs because they want to build up their institution. And when I'm doing my research on um on HBCUs, just just even looking at HBCUs that I would be interested in going to, you know, they don't have a lot of master's programs to choose from because they don't have the funding to fund these programs. It's like, you know, you, you get what you get. Some of these institutions, you see Gremlin, they, they running on not even being in an accredited university. And it's just like, damn, like, why why are, why do they want to see everything that black people do bro go down the drain so if you're listening um any texas state student that still has time left at this uni- at this place that we call a university um and if you're a black student look into the HBCU exchange program uh i posted it on my on my twitter the link is there you can click the link you can apply there um if you don't have my twitter it's at Talk To Me Tyler T. But I just want to end on that note, man. Um, continue to support your people. Support your own. Don't be so quick to disown your own kind. Because uh, one tweet, I saw one tweet um, a couple of days ago with the whole Spank, when the whole Spank situation was going on uh, with, the, with the white supremacy group. And it said, y'all provoke, y'all provoke violence and wonder why y'all suffer the consequences. And and this was a this was a black girl that said this. And I was just like you are a nigga too. Like but that is so stupid and so dumb not to cut you off because at the end of the day this is what I said in my video. I said at the end of the day when you let white folk first of all if black folk was to come onto that campus they would have shut that down. Bro. The jump. It wouldn't even happen. So, so First, let me get that get out the way. Number number two, if if white people are coming on to this campus, you have the power, you have you have the opportunity, you have the ability. The president, the administrators, the police, y'all could have cut that off at the T. Cause y'all knew if, if some white people coming over here talking, it's a possibility of something that that something gonna happen. So that's number two, and and number three, I saw this thing of Louis Farrakhan, and I'm gonna let you get back on the talk. Okay, Farrakhan said. It was a white lady that told him that 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 they are scared that black people were fearful because we're so violent. And Farrakhan said, when you look through history, black people never have a history of killing or violence towards other people. We have only been, all that stuff has been put on to us. Everywhere that Caucasian people have been, everywhere that white people have been, and this was all facts. If you don't like it, that's why I do it all facts on the Joe Bagby show. When you come and you look at all facts, everywhere that white people have went from Europe, 
to the Africans and colonizing and apartheid, over here to the Americas with the slave trades and the mm-hmm. things and, 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 and taking away all the Native Americans. Everywhere white people have been, this is all facts. They have interrupted violence the home comes, and it's yeah. been violence. Violence comes with it. And they putting violence on other people. And then when you check them and you come with the fact, yeah, they don't, they scared to look themselves in the mirror. Yeah, and speaking, speaking of Farrakhan, did you know that they blocked his on Facebook, Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, yes. talking about he's you promoting see? hate. You see? Yeah, and I'm like, nah. They didn't block it because he promoting hate. Everybody they blocking was, it because he a black man. He educated and he know what he talking about. And he make yeah, yeah. And he make and he making y'all look crazy. Yeah, man. And he talking bad on y'all, but y'all know it's the truth. Y'all don't want to look in the mirror. You know it's the truth. It's y'all all know it's the but truth. But you know that's what's saying the Bible, man. They can't take the truth, man. Oh yeah. They say the truth will set you free, and that's that's why I say, man. You know, I like I say. I don't generalize all white people, but I look at I look at the system and I look at the people that hold of high positions and I say you are wrong for the things that you do. Oh yeah. yeah. And if they believe in God, if they believe in the Bible, if they read the Bible, they got something coming for them. And that's how we that's how we gonna end it. That's how we gonna end it. They got something coming for them, and that's how we gonna end it, man. This is Tyler T. If y'all got anything to say, y'all know where y'all can reach me. Hit me on Twitter at talk to me Tyler T. You can email me, talk to me Tyler T at gmail.com. Check out my website, uh talk to me T.com. Hey, Joe. What you got to say, man, on the closing? We're going to get back on it on another one, man. We're going to close this one out. Yeah, and we out of here, man.